Hello, Tamarindo podcast listeners. Uh, we wanted to do a quick update on Charlottesville and everything that I'm sure all of you have been monitoring from the news. We are very fortunate to be connecting right now with somebody from Charlottesville. We have Edgar Lara, and he is with Sin Barreras Without Borders. This is a Without Barriers, I should say, excuse me, Without Barriers, a, a nonprofit organization based in Charlottesville. And this person was recommended to us by one of our listeners. So I want to give a shout out to our listener for connecting us to Edgar. So Edgar, thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. I wanted to first invite you to share a little bit about Sin Barreras. Sin Barreras is a small nonprofit here in Charlottesville. We are people in the community that saw a need uh, that wasn't being filled that came together to try to address those needs because uh, we can't wait for government or other people to, to do that when, when there's this need that isn't being addressed. So what we do is we provide direct services to the community. We have a network of professionals. Um, some of the more popular services are uh, legal. So we have volunteers who are and um, co-founders that one co-founder that is a, an attorney, and he and other volunteers in his network and our network provide consultations. Um, they do it pro bono, but we do ask for a donation for the organization to support what we're doing. So we have a network of professionals that try to connect the community to services, um, providing services as well, because you know there's a pretty big dis- disconnect often between experts and the community, especially the community that we serve, which is the immigrant community, but we focus on uh, Latinos because they're the largest group in this area that uh, have so many unmet needs. So we we focus on them. We provide direct services, um, try to connect uh, agencies that want to support this community, people in the community that want to help. We try to give them opportunities to provide that help and uh, awareness throughout the community. We're also involved in, we put together a variety of workshops and we participate in some advocacy as well. We, we do as much as we can um, to support the community within our capacity. That's a, that's beyond. excellent. And so the unmet need you are meeting is supporting the, the Latin community, Latin immigrants, many Spanish speaking mm-hmm. and connecting them to resources. Well, that's great. I think people would be surprised to know if, if they all they knew about Charlottesville was the news this weekend, that there's organizations yeah. like Sin Barreras meeting this incredible need. So what would you like people to know about Charlottesville? Well, I mean, it's definitely not what a lot of people have seen on the news. Um, what happened this weekend, and I won't get too far into that yet, but um, until you ask, mm-hmm. but um, it's not what people see. A lot of the people that came in to cause um, that that came in and and um, were violent and committed those crimes and were from outside the people here, um, they showed up to to resist and show that that's not something that's just going to be accepted. But Charlottesville uh, itself is a progressive college town where the largest employer includes uh, the University of Virginia, hospitals, and government. So it's a, it's a professional and educated city. But, you know, that's different than the area surrounding it. Because Charlottesville, that's what Charlottesville is. Around it, it's not quite the same, especially the further you, you get um, away. Um, places like California, Los, An- you know, Los Angeles, um, the 
big cities, even D.C., they have several generations of people from the Latino community. So you see them in every type of profession, um, college educated, every type of job. Here in this area, in central Virginia, it's a very new community. And you don't have as many generations. Or the next generation, they're still kids. Um, so many people in this area that are familiar with this community or, or culture, uh, you tell them, you ask them what a Hispanic person is, they will think of um, a very new, newly arrived immigrant, oftentimes possibly uh, an undocumented person. That's not everyone, but um, we, we just don't have those multiple generations. I see. So it's a, it's a growing community. And are you... Since this weekend, how, how are folks doing at your organization? Have you all addressed it? Is, is it something that's top of mind? Are you yeah, hearing things? Yeah. It, well, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, so the community that we serve, uh, for the most part, they were not present during what happened this weekend, um, this past weekend. They, I don't think they fully understand or are too connected with what was going on and the reasons uh, these things were happening. I think for the most part, the community we serve, we, they're, they're focused on a lot of the basics, which is um, staying out of trouble, staying safe, taking care of their families. Um, so we, seen by that, we were invited to participate in it. It is something that I would be willing to participate in, um, and I do, well, potentially, but... Uh, I did not because the community that I'm that we're supporting and our organization didn't because the community that we're supporting wasn't there. So we just I just felt that we need to uh, when it is there we will be there as well. Um, but I do support a lot of what all the, a lot of the people that did show up because um, I, I know many of them and what they were doing. Even though there, there's people that could argue some of the details of you know, the behavior, but um, by and large, these are people that were doing what they think is right um, in the face of violence, because people came here to commit violence, and people, uh, a lot of local people showed up to let those people know, and the country and all communities, that it's not something that they accept. They, they showed up to resist it, and they, more than anything, they, they were the ones that were attacked, and they showed up anyway. So the community here that we serve, um, even though they don't fully understand the reasons, and they're beginning to, I think, now, but I think this is something that we can point to and say um, another example of people from this area uh, showing up and saying that even though there are a lot of problems and issues and you're demonized throughout the country, and um, this is not something, or, or people locally, we do have some support, and we don't believe um, that's not our opinion locally. Not that there are problems here, but I think in general people do want to support and they want to do better, and that's partly where we come in. We, we need to help connect them because it's not that easy. People, uh, even if you're very well-intentioned, you can't just show up to a community and say, hey, let's how do I help? Where do I sign? Yeah, yeah, where yeah. do I sign up? Well, that's I, I like what you're sharing, what you're sharing this because to me it sounds like there's a bit of um, possible hope that we can point to as a result. Yeah. That yeah, I really think so. I know I I know that I, what I'm seeing is a lot of people saying 
What, how can I help? What can I do? So this is a good opportunity, I suppose, for the community in Charlesville to look for uh, places to help like Sin Barreras. So I, um, I think that's probably, it's hard to, to be hopeful after what we all observed this weekend, but that's perhaps a, gl- a glimmer of hope is that it ignited for those that maybe weren't aware of how severe the conditions of hate are, that there could be places for them to sign up and support and help. So to kind of go back to Sin Barreras, what are some of the ways that folks can help and, and how do they get in contact with Sin Barreras? Well, we have our, our website. Um, that's sinbarerasseville.com. Um, should I spell that or will you do it later? I could put it in the notes, but why don't you go ahead and spell it also? Okay. Okay. Um, well, I'm on the air and I'll probably misspell it. It's sinbareras, uh, S-I-N-B-A-R-R-E-R-A-S. Correct, yes. C-C-B-I-L-L-E.com. Perfect, and we will put it in the notes. I well, I appreciate this, Edgar. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with our, our podcast listeners? Um, well, I think the events of this weekend just, uh, I hope, are a wake-up call because what matters is what we do next. Uh, because the events of this past weekend, that's what, I mean, I, I've been involved, but it just means we're going to work harder and try to provide more opportunities for, for people to step up. I mean, that could be with money, that definitely means time uh, and just maybe looking at your own behavior and and trying to, because we all need need to do better. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you for, for taking the time to join us today. It, it means a whole lot to be able to share a little perspective, especially from Charlesville, and for us to know that there's that's not the what we saw in the news is not the inaccurate description of the community there, that there is there are folks that are standing up for what they believe in, and that there's organizations like Sin Barreras that are making a difference. So th- thank you so much, Edgar. We really appreciate you taking the time to join yeah, us. Thank you for having me. Oh, and actually, Edgar, you had one more announcement, right? So tell us about what's happening real soon. Well, um, one week from today, we, we're going to have a, a walk from here in Charlottesville to Richmond over four days. Uh, we're doing this in support of the immigrant community because there are very few legal statuses, um, and each one of those for, for certain people. And... Each one of those is under serious threat, and we can't just sit back and wait for politicians or other people to give us the respect that we deserve. We need to draw attention to this and raise our voices ourselves. So I I hope people can pay attention to this when it happens. It's going to start next week. We're going to walk from Charlottesville um, to Richmond. That's It's going to take four days. It's going to be a lot of walking, but um, we hope that this can draw attention and we hope that your listeners um, and you can help us make this a, a success. That's great. Is there any like is there a hashtag or something that folks can can follow digitally? There is. Uh, let me see if I could find it really quickly. I'm sorry. No worries. No worries. I know we were talking about this and and we were sharing this March and I was like, oh, we need to make sure the listeners know about this. This is this yeah, is great. Um, so I am a couple seconds away from finding it. Okay, it is um, hashtag RiseUpVA, R-I-S-E-U-P-V-A, uh, or hashtag LevantateVA. LevantateVA, got it. L-E-V-A-N-T-A-T-E-V-A. 
Fantastic. This is great. Well, now, thank you, Edgar. I had to get that in there. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI, 220099.